Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy. Whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and create your account. And start feeling alright, alright, alright. Shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the short news podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. It's me, Alex Mador. That dude who talks into a USB microphone about current events and has no qualifications for that at all whatsoever other than an associate's degree and working on a degree in social justice. But anyways, what is up? I know we've had an episode (coughs) almost every day. But I love podcasting. I really do. I, I'm addicted to it. I highly encourage anybody who wants to start a podcast and has something to say to go ahead and do that. It's free. You can do that on Anchor. Anchor.fm. Check it out. Um, I hope you like the new theme song. I made it myself with samples from Splice. It's a... Uh, it's a website where if you pay monthly, you get access to royalty-free music samples that you can use to build songs, and and they have some really good shit. You can make some sick-ass beats. So I I uh, I made this beat a little while ago, and I was looking through all the songs that I've made, and I was like, I could use this for the show. Because uh, I didn't make the theme song we've been using. It's just royalty free on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I use something that I actually made? That would probably fare better for me in the long run. 
And it's not like we're an actual, actual news network. We don't need to sound like one. I get that it's kind of satirical. But if this is going to be a podcast where we talk about real shit while also trying to be funny, we need something that better fits that attitude. And I think I found it. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I really am. And I hope you are too. Anyways. Yeah, so check out Splice. If you're a musician or if you need music for something, Really easy app, really easy site. Just, just do it, man. What's been going on? Because we've had an episode every day. I don't really need to update you on my life. It's not like that matters that much anyways. But this weekend was fun. I started playing Call of Duty Warzone, which I hadn't really let myself get into because I've been so adamant that, oh, I hate Battle Royale games so much. But no, this is actually really fun. I'm not good at it, but that's okay. I I like that it's all the fun parts of Fortnite without the building and with all the great mechanics of Call of Duty games. Specifically, Modern Warfare has great game mechanics. All the Modern Warfare games in the past, too, they, they run so smoothly. I love the way they play, and I'm really happy that Modern Warfare for PC finally works the way it should. It functions properly. It's great. What else went on this weekend? I ordered Taco Bell every day, which was insane and really not good. And don't be concerned about me because I am trying to gain weight. And I have some Taco Bell waiting for me in the other room for after this episode. But although, yeah, it definitely contributes to my weight gain. I, I went to the doctor today because of my acid reflux and he tried to reassure me that it's nothing serious, but th- but the thing I'm really focused on is uh, when they they were doing my measurements and vitals and shit. They had to weigh me. When I started this podcast was the last time I ever weighed myself. That was I was 115 pounds, and that was back in November, late November, right? So it's been a while. Then this pandemic hit. We were all locked down in March, and I started eating more fatty foods, McDonald's for breakfast. Uh, My dad got me an air fryer for my birthday, and that was it right there. Air frying bacon every day was doing the job I was looking for, and listen, I've I've been trying to gain weight for years. It's been such a big problem. I've been 115 pounds since high school, which was fine back then because I was a pole vaulter. And you have to be a certain weight to use certain poles and different ones of different bends. And it's a whole thing. Anyways, I've been trying to gain weight forever. It's been a big problem. So today I go into the doctor's and I stand on the balancing scale thing. And she's sliding the weights to the side. And it's like one, 110, 115, 120. It's still not tipping. 130. Then she gets to 140. And boom, it finally evens out. and. Holy shit, 140 pounds. If my math is right, I've gained 25 fucking pounds during this pandemic. That's the corona, the quarantine 25. Dude, I'm not even mad about this. I'm, I'm celebrating it. Celebrating that I don't look malnourished anymore. At first, I felt like I was getting fat. 
But no, I'm just at a normal weight for a 20-something-year-old male. 140 pounds, I know people who weighed that in high school. So this is, this is a big deal. But I also found out I'm five foot seven and a half, which I thought I was five eight at least. No, no, she didn't even give me that that extra, that extra half half a whatever to have the fucking five eight. But no, no, in my wildest fucking dreams, guys. But hey. 140 pounds, the little victories here. So I'll keep eating Taco Bell. I'll probably have to stop at some point and find something else, but who knows? Who knows? I have to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I still haven't tried it yet, and I hear really good things about it. They keep selling out in my area. So I'll definitely have to give that a shot at some point. I've just been eating so much different shit that I, I wouldn't eat prior to this pandemic. I was just intimidated by food. And it was the weirdest thing. I wasn't scared of gaining weight. I wanted to gain weight and I still wanted want to like keep this weight on. Uh but I was I was intimidated by food. And it was a challenge for me to eat a full meal. Now, now it's not a challenge at all whatsoever. Now I look forward to food. I ate, um, there's a night a couple weeks ago that I ate 16 scallops. 16 bacon-wrapped scallops. 16, dude! That's insane! It was fancy as fuck, too. It was delicious. I, I, I'm really starting to enjoy food in a way that I, I never have before. And I'm very happy about that because that means I don't look malnourished anymore. I can't see my rib cage any. I can't see my rib cage anymore. Uh, just those little things are nice. They are, truly. And then I can update you on Susie, my cat. She's sitting right here. She's hanging out with us while we while I do this podcast. It's it's nice. Um, she. She's been doing well on her new strictly wet food diet, but it's this special urinary tract um, improving wet food diet. She hasn't really been begging for her crunchy food as much, which was, you know, just not good for her. Very, very unhealthy food. It's like fast food for cats. Um, So not begging for them, which is a good sign that She's getting out of the habit. She went to Zoom class with me today. And that's always nice, being able to bring my cat to class with me. I was actually considering registering her as an emotional support cat because that way I can bring her everywhere with me. I don't know if you can tell, but this cat is my everything. I love this cat so fucking much. I've never had cats or dogs growing up. My mom made me give away my two betta fish when I was in the third grade. So I lived in a pet-free household growing up, but now that we have a cat and two guinea pigs, there, there's no going back, dude. This is such a great thing. Just so therapeutic for me to have these little, little furry friends in my life. Because they don't, um, they're not mean. 
And they don't judge you for your past mistakes. They judge you for how you treat them. And the fact that they love me so much and show me love all the time is just makes me really happy. And it shows me that I can have this bond with someone outside of humans. You know, the, the, the bond between human and animal is an amazing thing to me. The fact that we can coexist in this household, not only just coexist and cooperate, but, but like give each other hugs and cuddle. She wakes me up in the morning. Or no, 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 she doesn't even wake me up in the morning anymore. She hears me from the other room. And, like, she hears me stirring, waking up. And I just hear her sprint. And she hops up onto the bed and starts meowing at me out of excitement. And it's the sweetest thing. If I had that as a kid, I probably would not have been suicidal. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being real for a second. Because this cat has changed my life so much. If you can, I highly suggest going down to the shelter, picking out a little kitty that needs you, and and I you will not be you will not feel like that's a mistake. Like I said, the bond that I have with Susie is it's the cutest thing. And uh yeah, like she's just sitting here while I podcast. And I'm petting her stomach. And, you know, most cats, not most, but a lot of cats won't let you pet their stomach just because it's a very vulnerable um, place for them. And if they show you, show you their, their tummy like that and they, like, openly want you to pet them there, then that means they have full trust in you. And so when she does that, I... I, I feel so honored because it's so hard to earn a cat's trust, I think, for some people. But I love cats so much, and I know how to speak their language and stuff where um, where it's just so sweet. And I've loved cats for a long time. And if, you know, my backup, backup job or career is something having to do with cats. I would love to help get those stray cats in New York City, those 500,000 strays, into safe, happy homes. I think that is a mission of mine. If I ever hit it big with music or this podcast or something, uh, you can hold me to this. Same way we hold Lindsey Graham to his shit about the Supreme Court. Um, you can hold me to this. I want to do something to help with the stray cat population. Whether it be just in New York City or the whole country, I, I want to make sure these little guys and girls have, have homes. Susie literally showed up on my doorstep and that was one of the best days of my life. So come on, get a cat. So what's going on in the news? We we don't have to go into that much news because we've been doing that for a while. Ginsburg is dead, you know that. 
They're going to replace her. Trump said he is going to try to nominate somebody by the end of the week. So stay tuned for that. I think Eric Trump is doing a rally tonight. So I'm going to try to find that to stream. Because, you know, I, I watch all of their, all of their rallies. I, I really do. And Biden versus Trump might be coming to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And honestly, that's the least biased place for them to have a debate. Joe Rogan podcast has people of all different walks of life show up and talk about different shit. And I think that's a great, great element of it. I know a lot of people hate on Joe Rogan, but I've I've been getting into that podcast a lot the last week. And I think he's very well versed in a lot of the things that he does. Um, and he does a lot of different things. He has a lot of different hobbies and he's well versed in a lot of shit. And the guests that he has on, I like the wide range. I do. Because it's really, truly a marketplace of ideas. And I like that. It's something you can get high and just listen to. And and I don't get mad when Ben Shapiro's talking or things like that. I don't. I I listen. And I disagree with with the things that he's talking about, and I think they're bullshit. But it's interesting to know that these ideas are out there. And it's not just the way you or me think. There's so much fucking more shit out there. And and it's just, it's crazy to, to, it's cool to be able to just sit there and listen to these conversations. Um, so a Biden-Trump debate on the Joe Rogan experience would be really cool, and I hope that happens. I really do. Um, in New York news, we're in day three of them searching for this five-year-old kid who fell into the East River. Uh, can we, can we be real about that for a second, though? He fell into the East River. The river's very violent. It's been three days. I hate to say it, but but he's he's dead. He's dead. And and I hope the parents are charged for child endangerment because obviously you idiots weren't watching your kid. You let him jump into a fucking river. I'm sorry, but that's as stupid as the Harambe mom. Except this time they didn't save the kid by shooting the river. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that insensitive? I know, it is. I'm not gonna lie. It's 5 p.m. I've had a couple of, uh, I've had a couple of Bud Lights. I have. So, if I get canceled for this episode, uh, you know why. You know why. Because I'm saying insensitive shit like, oh, well, it's the parents' fault that their kid is dead. Well, you know what? You should be watching your kid. If I was, if I was a parent, and we were going down to um, where where is that that island? If I was going down to Randall's Island, and I was, you know, taking my family to the East River, and we were gonna have a picnic or whatever, I would be watching my five year old like a fucking hawk. I would be watching my dog like a fucking hawk. I'm not letting anybody that's with me go into that river. 
You got to be vigilant if you're a parent. Kids are going to get into some shit. I got into shit until I was 18 or 19. I was getting into trouble. You've got to be vigilant, especially at that age. I'm not coming from a place where I'm just trying to be an asshole. I, it legitimately makes me angry when I find out about these parents that could have prevented something, but their carelessness caused this innocent five-year-old to now be dead. Drowning is fucking terrifying. I, I don't even want to imagine. In a fucking river, too. It's just turbulent down there. I, I've driven by the East River. I've never really been close enough to it. I mean, I've been on Randall's Island for Governor's Ball, but that's just me and a bunch of fucked up people on Molly on, like, muddy ground. Why is it always muddy at music festivals? Have, have you noticed that? Every music festival I've ever been to in my life, the ground is always just muddy. Just wet and muddy and and just like like clay or something. And I always make the mistake of wearing nice shoes. And listen, I have nice shoes. I I haven't bought shoes for five years, maybe, because I have that nice of shoes. And I'm not trying to sound like Trump when I say that. Listen, I have the best shoes. They're not the best shoes, but I have some nice Jordans. I do. These teal, beautiful fucking, oh, oh. Gets me hot just thinking about it. But beautiful, beautiful Jordans. I wear those to the governor's ball. The ground is nothing but fucking mud. Good thing I know how to wash that shit off, but still, they, they still kind of look like shit. I have to get new shoes. I really do, but I can't afford it. Um, fuck, man. Why? Why is it always muddy? Are people just pouring their beer out for the homies all over the place? I don't know what it is. Last year, before all this COVID shit, I, I went to the governor's ball, me and Ashley, and there was this couple that we were just watching and they were stumbling over. They could barely stand. They were like touching each other and they were covered in mud. And they were obviously on way too much Molly. They were barely coherent. It was disturbing to watch. I could, you know, you know how with, with super empathic, uh, super empathetic people, you like, you can feel somebody's high. It was so uncomfortable. That's what I was feeling. Cause I've done I've done Molly before. And if you do like a like a small, small amount, then you feel like it's enough to feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I feel good. Ah, yeah. You don't you don't wanna take too much of something like that. That's just uncomfortable. These people were uncomfortably high. They were not with it at all whatsoever. And like the security came up to them and talked to them to make sure they were okay and they were barely getting through talking to them and security just ended up leaving them alone like, oh, there's nothing I can do. But they were so fucked up. It was disturbing. 
They were like rolling around in this mud. Covered in mud. What are you guys doing? I never understood, um, or I just, now I don't understand. Or no, I never understood as someone who's done psychedelics and Molly, taking that shit and going to as public of a place as a music festival and as loud of a place as a music festival, that just hurts so much. And maybe that's just because every psychedelic trip that I've had has been traumatic for me because of all the shit I've gone through. But, but like, I, I couldn't do it. I would be, I would probably have to go to the psych ward. I, like, most definitely would have to go to the psych ward. I can't be around that many people on psychedelics. I can't be around that many people normally. I get anxiety. I'm just scared all the time. And that's just so scary to me. Oh my God. And it's so loud. It would just hurt. I would just be like, I want to go home. Then I'd get home and I'd just sit there and cry for 12 hours. Every psychedelic trip I've had, I end up crying because of mortality and all that shit. I turn into a kid, like, why does everybody have to die? Oh. I haven't done psychedelics in years, but, ah, God, I, I don't think I would. I really don't think I would, just because I, I don't, you know, I'm in a decent place. I don't need to fuck that up. Would I try DMT? Maybe. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. Every single fucking podcast I've listened to of his, he always brings up, oh, have you ever tried DMT? Like, I don't, not, has everyone you know tried DMT? Because a lot of them say yes. I'm like, damn. And he was saying to somebody on his show, you know, they have DMT vapes now. DMT vapes. Holy shit, dude. I'd be in a different dimension all day. That's dangerous because I love vaping. It's just fun to do. Like, I'm going to quit vaping and just get nicotine-free vapes. Because it's the oral fixation for me. And if I can kick the oral fixation, then I don't even need to worry about the nicotine part. I'll feel shitty for like a day or two, for 70, 72 hours at most. And, and that's fine. It's, it's the needing to have something in my hand. And I have my medical cannabis, but that's, you know, I can't be chiefing on that all day. That's just not smart. I'd be I'd be sleeping all day. So, you know, I got to work on that. Got to work on that shit. What was my point? Jimmy, could you pull up that uh the picture of the DMT vapes? No, I'm kidding. I don't have a Jamie. I'm my own Jamie. I want to have a Jamie. That would be so cool. But we can't, we can't afford that. I I I can't. It's just not going to happen. But, uh, okay, so this, this is going to be a shorter episode today, probably. But I thought we could react to some content again. Because, so, yesterday we went over some ninja stream uh, freakouts, and I thought that was really funny. So I thought we could look at some other streamers freaking out live on their stream. <laughs> because it's fucking hilarious. Um... Oh my god, let me let me see. So streamer 
fail. Not streamer fails. Streamer freakouts. Top five Twitch streamers gone insane. Top Twitch cringe compilation. Let me see. Alright, so if you want to look for this and watch along with me, it's called Ultimate Streamer Rage Compilation 2020. In parentheses, Twitch Rage Moments 2020, and it's by Bulldog Finance. I don't, I don't know why they're called that, but they're called that. So let's see what they got. Was this Overwatch? You are fucking kidding me! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Please, Hans, please! Please! Please, Kurva, please! This is Hearthstone? Jesus. Please! <laughs> Sorry, something something just came up there. Let's see. That's the most bullshit character out there, dude! What game is this? It looks fun. Let's get shit, man. Let's get Small, you saw they beat the sniper, man. Hey, man, you have a bowl, son. Go, tabarnak! I need... I, I need English. <laughs> I can't... Like, I want to be able to make fun of these people. But I can't if I don't understand. So let's see what we got. Hey, everyone, it's Ian. Cream Crave here, and today we is your favorite. Make sure oh, no. Not that. What's this one? Let me ask. Don't ask her that. Hey, Ma! Hey, Ma! Her vagina looks like meatloaf! Oh, hey, Ma. <laughs> Who stands in front of me? Linta, what are you doing? Tell me, boost you. Someone on the internet told me that your vagina looks like Medusa's hair. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that actually his mom? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Oh my god, I'm dying. Ouch, it wasn't a behind you! 
He's the first female white Eminem rapper. Oh, yeah? Oh, bust a line. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I can't beatbox or anything. Let's hear it. I can play some music. I don't like it. I'm standing on a coffee table shooting that collect. Next up for the set. Bitch, I'm looking for that left. Took that as a threat. Now I'm putting on that jet. She said that my number, she will never take it back. Put it on peg. Everybody come back. Damn. Okay, we need a beat though, or we just not beat. No, nah, acapella. Okay, yo, hit it. I'll, I'll chime in with you, all right? <laughs> Turtle in the rap. Rap. He hates me because I'm fat. He's fat. Because I know how to rap. Rap. He's just my hype man. Hype man. You just my mic stand. Hold that <laughs> shit. I hold them. Okay, up. we need angry streamer compilations. Here we go. You died. Nope. 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 Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. I didn't press right. When it happened, I was like, why did that happen? Jeez, you're gonna break your shit, dude. I'm not gonna act like I haven't done that, though. I like getting blown up in GTA, just like banging down on shit. Like, God damn it! Ah! Oh, he rage quit. He's throwing shit against his window. Ah! Now he's punching his couch. Repeatedly punching his couch. Jeez, dude. It's like that couch owed you money. <laughs> oh my god. Where is this nether? Ooh, Minecraft. Nether. It's a purple fortress. Is there any way to tell where it is? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Dude, you're fucked. Wait, you actually fell for that. No. You fell for that, lol. You dead. Ah, he's his shit froze because he like hit it so hard. Oh, I love the text to speech feature on Twitch. Haha, ha, you actually fell for it. Haha, haha, haha. You stupid shit. Haha, haha. What game is this? Oh, fuck. And his monitor fell over. He hit it. Oh, he threw his controller. I need some funny dialogue. Ninja has the best rage rages. Did he just beat his shit with an axe? Double night. Oh. 
It's that last fucking job. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> Fuck you, Coco. Corona, I was fucking eat a dick, mate. He gets away again. Are you joking me? Are you fucking? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? The cops show up. They're like, guns drawn. What's going on in there? What's going on? Get on the ground. He's like, dude, I, I, I lost this fucking video game. They're like, oh. What? You're going to fucking jail, dude. That's lame as fuck. Is this RuneScape? What are you doing with your mouse, Tuppet? Man, what am I doing with my fucking mouse right now, dude? He just bit his mouse. Very nice kid here to the What? Left. Uh, very nice. I'm glad I... There's a spelunky or something? Terraria? I don't know the difference. Oh, nice. I'm not afraid. I'm not really afraid. Yeah, I am afraid. I'm afraid. Because... I don't know my fuck keys! Narrator dialogue. Okay. But... No! Heads up. Narrator keyboard. I was on it and then I fell! Mario. Did you fall? Fall, Clint. Fall for the loss no, of the No, I'm not falling. Dude, it'll be funny as hell. <laughs> uh, dude, I'll tweet about it. <laughs> Is he actually trying? I fell! I fell! <laughs> he always gives up right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> he paused the game as he was falling. I hate this game. <gasps> and he walks out the fucking He no no he sprints out of his room. Oh my fucking god. What the fuck? Are you serious, bro? Fuck! I'm turning in. Oh, it's the same guy that his monitor keeps falling over. Oh my god, dude. He just punched his microphone off the table. Why are you so mad, bruh? It's just a game. You just put 7,000 hours into this fucking game, bro. Why you have to be mad? Only 7,000 hours, bro. That's not even a fucking year. You didn't even play this fucking old game a whole year. You didn't waste one whole fucking year of your life playing this dog shit game. Why the fuck are you mad about a fucking game that you only play one whole year? <laughs> Sounds like an Adam Sandler character. No, I can't do it. No, no, I can't do it. He can oh, do no. it. Maybe because I put all 
Oh, same guy that ran away. I gotta go for it. Oh, you dove too early, and then you hit your shit, and now it's broken. Good job. You broke your shit. PUBG? Nice. That's a good game. Uh-oh. Oh! 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 He, he exited the vehicle, but he had crashed into a house. So he's, the way he exited the vehicle, he showed up under it. So the vehicle technically ran him over, and then he died by his own car. Okay. That's anger. Type racer? Really? Fuck! <laughs> Dude, you suck. I'm actually not gonna play. I'm actually gonna get off. I'm not even kidding. I'm literally gonna go play Fortnite or something. I'm stressing so much right now. Like my blood pressure is going through the fucking roof. I didn't even hear this guy come. I gotta start playing. Uh, uh, play reaction, Lynn. Stop losing this. Stop losing this. Stop losing this. Stop losing this. Stop losing fucking stuff. Fuck. Holy shit. Bro, smoke some weed or something. He's like banging the keyboard against his head and doing this shit. What like? And you can't reason with these people. You can't say it's just a game. Because if you say that to them, they will literally hunt you down and kill you. Like, <laughs> But it is just a game. I get you put a lot of time into it, but... Dude, you're gonna break your machinery. Trust me, that's not good. That's not a good feeling. I broke a snow globe once. And I was really mad as a kid. Then you have to just clean it up, you know? That's not fun. Jesus. I mean... I mean, yeah, the terrorists won, so I guess that's the right reaction to have. <laughs> He's just gonna act like that didn't happen. Level one. Oh, I want to. And you don't fucking ever want to be 
Jesus. That's, um, that's kind of hilarious. I have to say, I gotta save this video for later. Ultimate awkward compilation. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We can watch that next time. Or you know what? We'll do... We'll do this. And then, uh... You know what? No. No, we'll, we'll save that for next time. Should we do a, um, relationship advice? Let's do it. Oh, this one's hilarious. Okay, this, this one is funny so far. Okay, we can do this. My 29 male wife, 31 female, called me a misogynist because I made a rap group in middle school. I'm 29 now, so you, what, you were like 13 back then? Jeez, dude, that's a lot of time. You've definitely changed since then, I hope. Strange title, I know, but allow me to explain. I grew up listening to rap and R&B music. Most kids want to be rock stars growing up, but I wanted to be a rapper. So, me and two best friends made a group called Pretty and the Porn Stars. <laughs> Don't roast me too hard now, I just... I had just learned what porn stars were and thought it was cool. We were awful as most kid bands were, and due to clashing egos and in, an Ill, inability to handle the fame, <laughs> we had to disband. Well, we used to write our songs down in our school notebooks, and my best friend Dan saved his school books. We were hanging out at me and my wife's house, and Dan mentions the book, and I and I want to read through the cringe. We opened it up and start reading. My wife seemed cool with all of it until I read a certain line, I'm gonna call your mom a vacuum because she won't stop sucking. I looked at Dan as I read that, and we both started laughing. My wife basically shouts, objectifying women isn't a joke. If that's the punchline, then you're a sicko. I look at her dumbfounded, and she says, did I harm your masculinity in front of your friend? I don't care, misogynist. My wife has always been a serious feminist, but this seemed really extreme for her. I said that I wrote this almost 20 years ago and that it was a childish joke, but she didn't seem to care. She asked Dan to leave and I called him an Uber. I tried to talk to her about it, but she ran into the bedroom and locked the door. I'm just really confused. It doesn't seem that serious to me. The line was distasteful, but not vile. I don't get why she blew up and then shut down rather than communicate with me. Help? Um, you were 12. Yeah, this person says you were 12 or 13. And she's calling you a misogynist for something you said when you were in middle school. Dude, I've said some fucked up shit when I was in middle school. I've probably said some shit that would get me canceled. Now, if it was, if it were on record, okay? If we're being real, I have said some fucked up shit. This is not even close. Like, like, I've made fun of people for being fat. Like, that, that's mean. This is just like some generic, oh, your mom's a hoe type shit. That's, that, that comes with, like, the, with rap. Like, stereotypically, making fun of somebody's mom is part of that.
So you're not being misogynistic. I don't think you're not like, not anymore. You're 29. This was when you were in middle school. I don't know what to tell you here, man. What What is the advice that everybody has? I sure hope she doesn't listen to current popular music then. The line is cringe, but you guys were what, 11, 12? I would have laughed at reading that as well, but like someone else suggested, maybe she's reading too much into it due to some past trauma with her mom. Somebody comments, whap, 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 whap. Um, well, I guess it's like she sees him as completely respecting women. And then this is like a side of him that she's never seen. But he was 12. So you can't really hold him accountable for things he said when he was 12. When he was in a rap group with his two friends. When they were 12. Just keep bringing home the idea that like, just tell her, dude, dude, I, I was a kid. These are jokes that people make in rap songs. It's a stereotypical thing. We were just trying to be cool. We weren't actually talking about somebody's mom. Like, if you are taking it personally for some reason, then go ahead and explain to me why, but you don't have to shut down completely like that. We're And then you can say, like, we're married. We need to be able to communicate with each other when... We don't like something that the other person has done. And and that's, you know, this is just, it just comes down to communication and understanding why it upsets her and then her being able to understand that you didn't mean to upset her and that you, you weren't thinking about where you would be when you're 29 when you wrote that line. <laughs> because... Yeah. Anyways, I gotta go eat dinner. Taco Bell is waiting. Um, this has been the short news. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl On Location. That's right. Search Super Bowl On Location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.